It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad One, two, one, two This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Yes, back again You already know We're here for you What's good, man? Oh man, it's all good, man. I'm um we out here on the front lines, man. Um I guess by the time you're hearing this, with no, no, not by the time you're hearing it, but today, you know, that Michelle Obama special will be dropping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Michelle Obama, uh her, uh Winnie Harlow, Tina Lawson, and uh Kelly Rowland sitting down on the round table. And, uh, With a good Angie, right? Angie Martinez. And right? Angie Martinez moderating the whole thing. It's like Ladies Night 2022, you know? Uh, so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be dropping tonight, man. And, um, you know, we, we as we, it's, it's hard talking about the future and the present at the same damn time. <laughs> mm-hmm. The future and the past. Because as we speak, we are in the middle of posts, tapping down on the latest, uh, you know, making sure it's polished and all that. And then, you know, by the time you hear it, you know, it'll be out in the world. So that's been a, a, a hell of a ride putting it all together, you know what I'm saying, from the top to the bottom, you know what I mean, from Secret Service on, you know what I'm saying, to actually closing it and, and them arriving in the building here at Revolt Studios Atlanta. That that was a, you know, it was a big, it was a big deal, man. And um, it feels good to be winding it down. Mm. How deep is her Secret Service detail? How many How many people? Well, the thing is, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You uh, meet okay. with one motherfucker, and then they, you know, whoop, whoop, and then you don't know who the fuck out there and around, man. That's, you don't ask no questions yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> you know I heard them niggas be on your rooftop sometimes. Yeah, I don't so know much. what they be doing, but you know what I'm saying? You know they there. Mm. They call them secret for a reason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You don't mm. know what what they got going, but you know they was very nice though. You know what I'm saying, professional, yo. So I guess you, as long as you don't do the wrong thing, you you know you in a good place. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I can't wait to check it out. Sounds like it's yeah. gonna be interesting. Yeah, speaking good, of her, good combo. Well, go ahead. You said, well, well, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Speaking of her, I just I haven't watched the the interview, but I saw it on YouTube. I think she was on the View. I'm seeing her like out and about. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like really like. Revealing herself, I forget even maybe even going by her real name. What's her name? Gabrielle or something like yeah, that. Gabrielle, Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah. Like she really like she getting her her ghost face evolution on. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, coming right. from behind the 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 coming from behind the music and the mystique mm-hmm. and uh, the big glasses and all of that, and she just out here being her, not her, but herself. So right. I'm, it's cool now, to see. It's interesting because. I didn't know much about her. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, very mysterious. And then as we were doing the thing, um, I looked her up. You know what I mean? So let me see what 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 she all about. She been around as a little kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they were, you know, going by Gabby Wilson. And mm-hmm. she sang on Good Morning America and, you know, became a sensation. Prince was, she was like a protege of Prince or some shit like that. At least that's mm-hmm. what they say. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, she she a whole vet, you know what I'm saying, in the game. And, and, and it's, you know, did a whole reinvention by changing the name and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's beautiful to see, like, when you take control of your own thing, your own narrative, 
change your thing up and move in a whole different way from the way that people expect you to move. And then, you, you know, you already got this immense set of talents. And to be able to market those talents in a way that's palatable for the, you know, mainstream audiences, you know, that ain't no easy shit to do. You know what I mean? So shout out to her, her parents, and her team, you know, the, the guys over there at MBK. Uh, they did a hell of a job, you know what I'm saying, growing her, protecting her, and then, you know what I'm saying, allowing her the space to grow and now be able to come out and move around in a way that's like, hey, let me get in front of my own life. So that was, that's right. it's dope to see. Right. Yeah, I remember hearing a long time ago an uh, uh, interview with uh, – What's the head of MBK? Jeff, what's his yeah. name? Okay, yeah, I don't know his last, I forget his last name. But, um, you know, basically he kind of used the Alicia Keys model with her, you know, because right. Alicia Keys was a young multi-instrumentalist or songwriter and piano player and super talented. Right. But, like, you know, and then uh, same similar situation with her. So he kind of had the, the, the template down. And, he had uh, done got, it. Yeah, he done it before, and he did it again, and got her set up lovely business wise, from what I understand. I forget this was a while ago he was talking about that, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to her. Yeah, Je- but, Jeff um, Jeff Robinson. Jeff Robinson. Yeah, peace. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. And shout out to y'all for all the well wishes and all of that yeah, shit. The niggas COVID free out this bitch, nigga. The shit ah. Yeah, man. I'm on the other <laughs> side of two. Two negative at home tests. I ain't get a piece of y'all, but Word. you know I'm on the I'm on the other side. Yeah, so, uh, buddy, be good to yeah. see that negative when you see it. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie though, it was a little bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I was happy that I made it through, but you be like, damn. Oh, I guess. I guess I'm regular again. You know what I'm saying? I guess nobody <laughs> got to get gotta, back to the world. Right, I get back in the world down here, get it cracking, nigga. COVID is the ultimate do not disturb because niggas ain't gonna pull up on you when they know you got that nah, vid. Nah, but, um, it's yeah. it's funny, man. When I was when I was in high school, I worked at the hospital, Miami Jackson Memorial Hospital, which is like the county hospital where they take everybody. Okay, and. You know, my job was pushing patients, dead and alive. Uh, mm. Pushing P. Yeah, pushing P. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you have, you know, pregnant moms going home or going to their room, niggas going to x-ray, motherfuckers coming out of the emergency room being transferred to a floor or ICU or wherever they got to go. But the most interesting thing that I would see, it was like in the crisis unit, right? That's where, like, you have a mental break. They take you to the crisis unit. And over time, you would start seeing, like, some of the same people. You know what I'm saying? Like, repeat visitors, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you come in, you know, you bring them in, and then they get set up in the room, whatever. Then you got to take them from this place to the next place, wherever they got to go. And you get to know some of them, you know what I'm saying? And, and then some of them... You see them all the time, and they in there, they happy, it's all going down. It's like, damn. And then you start to, then you 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 push them out to their taxi when it's time to go, and you can see their whole demeanor changing. You know what I'm saying? Because they gotta leave. Mm-hmm. And then you know, in my mind, and I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Then you look at some people around you in your neighborhood and your family, and you be like, 
huh, I wonder, you know what I'm saying, if this was like a ghetto vacation for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying? You had a situation, you know, you had to get handled, you had to take care of yourself. But you could tell they, they you know, you, you get a ride from your house to the spot. You know what I'm saying? You get dropped off. Somebody come pick you up, roll you in. You know what I mean? They get you set up in your room. You get three hots a day. You know what I'm saying? People come checking on you, Mr. This, Mr. That, making sure you got your, your, all what you need. And then you get a break from the world. Then you got to go back to the world. And it's like, as a kid growing up, you know what I'm saying? I never, like, we didn't really go on no vacation at all. Like, you know, grandma house or, you know what I'm saying, your auntie house in another state. But it's like, there was never a time somebody came, picked you up, you had three hots, you know what I'm saying? And you could see the enjoyment of the people that's receiving those services. Yes, they have the mental services that they need to take care of, but it almost felt like they really enjoyed the attention and the time that people gave to them, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, you know, and then when you had to push them out, they like, ah, I got to go back to the world. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go back to the house. It is real life that you got to deal with. And that it felt like that weight weighed on them as they left out versus when they came in three, four days before. Said, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said all that to say, you know, so when you get back in the world, it ain't always easy. It ain't always easy. But then there's also to that point, um, you know, when you sick, right? If you in the hospital, that's about as sick as you could get, right? Yeah, oh, they up in the hospital. That's like that's the <laughs> ultimate, you know. That is kind of like when we talked about this a few times before. The uh, trauma of always having to be busy when you black, mm-hmm. right? The uh, the the guilt of rest. You know, the, you sound like you were sleeping. No, 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 no. I was waking up. No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep is the cousin of the death. Hustle <laughs> culture, nigga. Don't you just laying about? Yeah, man. <laughs> like, so, when you are down, <clears throat> you know, COVID has some legitimacy to it. At least these past few years, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, COVID going to be the flu. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? COVID might be 24-hour situation, man. Go ahead, man. Shake that shit off. But <laughs> in this moment, it's almost towards the tier of in the hospital because COVID could wind you in the hospital. You could wind up in the hospital fucking around with COVID, mm-hmm. right? So there is that point of... <clears throat> I could read I could rest up and get well without the the looming expectation of well, when you back on your feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you go when you coming in now, come on now, what's going on? How long are you gonna milk this shit? You know what I'm saying? So there is a bit of relief that could be bittersweet when your ass is back into the world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's interesting because I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, the the directive was like, yeah, man, drink plenty of fluids. You know what I'm saying? My homie was like, yo, just, you know, he kept it 100. Keep, just eat fruits and vegetables. Don't do nothing else. Don't eat nothing inflammatory, all of that shit. Rest, mm-hmm. 
drink a bunch of, you know, whatever, but rest. Rest was hard and feel you feel guilty. Cause you're like, damn, I should be out here, especially at the end of the year, at least for me. At the end of the year, this is a time, especially these few weeks before the end is all the way in the books. Mm-hmm. This is the time of the audit. You know what I'm saying? What happened this year? What did I do this year? What did I yield this year? The opportunities? What did I? How did I? How did I advance? Did I? Decl- you know, all of that it could mm-hmm. kind of come into fray when you're doing the tally. And now here, nigga, is laid up. Not like you gonna <laughs> make some shit. Not that you gonna make up a whole. You could, but it's very. It's not the the. Uh, you probably won't make up a year in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's people out there trying. <laughs> yeah, there's people out there trying, but then there's that that thing of take it easy, man. Rest. Don't worry about it. Like, if you try to be there next year, just relax, bro. Take it easy. Don't, don't, don't. Or, you know, you know, you know, like, just, just take it easy. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't got to explain why you inactive in this moment like right. take take the leave but uh i will say this as a transition um i was laid up right <laughs> so i was watching a bunch of shit watching all types of shit we're gonna talk about some shit but you saw the ghetto vacation <laughs> uh i got it too now this ain't a ghetto vacation this is definitely a luxurious vacation but I wound up binging season one and season two of The White Lotus on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a show that I seen it when it kind of, I guess when it first came out, I guess it came out right around the time that Mayor of Easttown ended. So that's a long time ago. And just by the, like, the key art, it didn't really look like nothing I truly wanted to see. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It looked a little too, like... Yeah, maybe just a little too white. You know what I'm saying? Too neutral color. Too like you know, it just didn't. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have no verve to it. At least to me, like so I, you know, and I seen the little bit of buzz building around when it first came out. People talk about it. I even tried one episode, but I think I tried it at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? And I wound up falling asleep on it. Mm-hmm. Not to any, not to any. uh indication of if it was good or not it just didn't i was i was tired you know what i'm saying i'm good for <laughs> fallout in the middle of some shit so now i went through quite a few shows and shit like that you know what i mean i'm at one of these places where i'm looking for some new shows you know what i'm saying land over house of dragons over i forget what other shit Kane and all of these shits is over all the shit that we talked about is a wrap Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to pick up some new shit and you know, I had the time. And uh well one, I'll say this, if y'all don't know, this before I even get into the white lotus, and then fuck it, I'll get into the white lotus real quick. Um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's for everybody, I enjoyed it. But what it was interested was about like both seasons, the backdrop was vacation, you know, mm-hmm. away on holiday or whatever. The first season there was uh multiple uh couples and characters that were Hawaii was the backdrop. They were at this hotel called the White Lotus in Hawaii. And it opens up where there's a um a dead body being loaded onto a plane. They're in an airport lounge. 
And um, it, you know, there's there's a guy sitting in the um, in the chair, kind of like checked out, a little dazed. And across from him was like a you know like an older couple, and they you know they on the precipice of their vacation, so they like hey. Where you coming back from? You know, uh, coming back from Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah. Where were you in Hawaii? I was at the White Lotus. They were like, oh, no, we heard there was a death. And the guy's like, you know what? Uh, respectfully, mind your fucking business. You step <laughs> off. Right? Right. Love her respectfully. Or no offense, mind your fucking business. So he step off, and then you see like a box being loaded onto the plane. It says human remains. That's how we start. So mm. you know from the door somebody dies. So mm. now it's just it goes back to like a week earlier, and then everything kind of plays out. And like I said, there are these very like the the backdrop is this resort, mm-hmm. the White Lotus, and there's various different couples, different characters, and. How do they all interplay? How do they affect each other? How do they orbit around each other? And there's also the, the hospitality staff at the hotel and shit like that. And it's it's like only six episodes. Mm. You know what I mean? First season. And it was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty good. I had my own... What's my homegirl's name? Natasha uh, Roth. What's my girl? She's the only black person on the whole show. FYI, <laughs> but um, my girl that plays Kelly on um, on Insecure. I'm gonna try to find oh, her right, name right, while right, we're right, talking. Right. Yeah, yeah, who I like a lot. But uh, yeah, Natasha Rothwell. She's on there. This season one. Who's on there? Season one. Natasha Rothwell. Oh God, I can't. Connie Britton, who I fuck with. I don't know if y'all know that, but I've been a fan since Friday Night Lights, Nashville, all of that shit. And uh, some other people that I can't think of off the top of the head. But um, so there's that. And, it, you know, just how it unfolds. And what I like about the show is, one, it's like a, almost like a magazine show in the, if we take it way back to shit like Entourage mm-hmm. or even, even on a lesser level, insecure in the way that, like, the, the backdrop, the city you know, is also a character, right? Mm-hmm. And this came out in COVID and there's this uh, theory, not theory, but there was the the kind of argument like this was a way for people to feel like they traveled when they were, you know, stuck at home or whatever. Right. So, because um, they don't mention COVID at all. So, uh, but it's just what I really like is the world builder and I like how they advance all of these various people's storylines and they they kind of play within each other i thought it was kind of cool and then the second season they uh they're now in italy they're in sicily they're in italy one character jennifer coolidge is brought over from the last season to this season aubrey plaza's in that season uh michael imperioli who played christopher in the sopranos he's on there you know that hbo love them motherfuckers call you back but Long story short, it similarly it starts with a dead body being discovered, and then it's not it's not like a who done it, but it's just like how did we get here? We go back a whole nother week, and then you seeing you know the interplay of these different characters, and like I said, it's at a resort situation, high end resort, so 
you're dealing with people with some money, so there's discussions of class. There's a little bit of discussions of, like, you know, society and um, things that how, you know, uh, society is changing, whether it's uh, gender, patriarchy, race, you know, all of that type of shit. Not in a very heavy-handed way, but just in the way that kind of plays out and shit like that. But I fucking, I, I ain't gonna lie. I enjoyed that shit. It was cool. I watched the whole shit. Knocked through that shit. That was cool. And then on some other shit, which I was completely, uh, very much surprised and happily surprised by, on Friday, just out the blue, season three of Southside dropped. So two episodes of Southside came out. Okay. And if y'all know anything, I done talked about this shit on the show before. Southside's my shit. That's a funny-ass show. Only two episodes drop. That shit back. They doing their thing. They still funny to the motherfucker. It's, it is what it is. So that shit was good. And then also uh, two episodes of season two of Random Acts of Flyness. Now, I know that's your homie. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence Nance and uh, Terrence Nance and the homie Sean Peters. I, th- I, I, I would assume Sean is still doing the DPing on it. Maybe I'm not positive. I know yeah, I'll look it up, but yeah, yeah, look definitely. It up. I that's look- Terrence Nance show. That's you know, yeah. And I think it. he's now like in it, in it. Like he's like acting in it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he acted in it in the first season. I, I might. He, be, he, maybe. he did. He had the the scene about polyamory. Okay. In the okay. in the first season where, mm-hmm. you know, they had a, you know, they was trying to uh basically through the show break down what polyamory was and he played mm-hmm. the role of the guy in the polyamorous relationship. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's a whole nother yo, but um I'll say this. Shit, he was the you first know? person I ever heard that term, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like he that was his real life. Like I was like, yeah. Terrence is polyamorous. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I had to go look right. it up. You know right, right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. I had a whole conversation with somebody who said they they poly as well. And similar to you, like, I heard it around, but I didn't really know exactly what it meant. So I had to go do a quick Google, too, because mm-hmm. I just I just knew it was progressive. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Now, but mean, is it really, it ain't though? Progr- it ain't progressive. It's really just being 100. Yeah, saying, yo, I was I'm like, well, be- shit. By that definition, I was polyamorous before I got married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, I, if you keep it at 100, I think that's really what it is, is doing your thing with being up front with it. Right. And not saying, and not saying, not, not fronting and not hiding some shit, right. saying, yo, I'm seeing you and I'm seeing you and I'm seeing you. Right. And I just need you to know that. That's right. what it is. That's what we do. It's doing. on the table. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fly name for it, for just being out in the world. You know what right. I'm saying? It sound, it sound fly. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, you know, hey, but um, people been doing that shit for ages. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's like right, 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 you know, in this generation of things, things need a label. Things need a, you know, what I'm saying a title. There, you just can't be out here mm-hmm. in the world just making shit up as you go. Like mm-hmm. once you make it up, it need a category to fit in. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But that mm. shit ain't no new shit at all. That I mean, no. ain't, ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new under the sun. It's just definitely some new, some new labeling or whatever. But mm. I was saying uh, regarding random acts of flying, like you know, 
obviously we as black people, we are not a monolith, right? right. That's one of them right. shows that's going to let you know. Because mm-hmm. I'm all about black weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Different shit, like make you scratch your head type shit, you know. Atlanta's done some black surreal shit. Fucking Lovecraft Country's done some shit. Uh, I watched the first season, I believe the entire first season of Random Acts of Flyness, and I liked it because it's just compelling, at least visually. You know what I'm saying? The way it told stories, but they wasn't like always linear. Mm-hmm. I try, I got to re-go back to these first two episodes. But um, it ain't no knock on it. I'm happy that the shit is out there. But the shit is different as fuck. And it has, <laughs> like, I ain't going to lie to you. That should have you, like, well, it have, had me scratching the fuck out of my head. Like, you know, we talk about Atlanta or certain other shit. When you watch, you be like, well, I'm sure they making some type of statement. It's like art. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look right. at it, it's like art, art. Like, you looking at that shit, you're like, I don't all the way get it. I appreciate it. I like it. I'm happy it's here. But I don't I don't know. Maybe I need some some type of uh piece to compliment it to explain <laughs> what's going on. You need an after show. Need a after exactly need an after show. Exactly. I need an after show. Hosted by Terrence J. <laughs> Hilarious. Terrence J and Terrence Nance. Yeah, Terrence man. J like, yo, explain that to us, please. <laughs> But um yeah that's so that's back too so y'all check that out too shout out to Terrence Nance shout yeah. out to uh you know Bashir and Diallo or Southside yeah. Mike White on the White Lotus yeah so, yeah so Sean is cinematographer on it again so peace to Sean yeah peace yeah. peace to Sean peace peace but um yeah I mean I guess we we do need new shows you know what I'm saying to break down. Um, you know, I have a lot of requests for shows. You know what I'm saying? I have oh, yeah? Of, what you got? Our, I mean, uh, one of our uh, long-time listeners, guest on the show, you know, I, we always reference her, Felicia. She, you mm-hmm. know, she she's volunteered to <laughs> to to freelance produce <laughs> and uh, mm. sends over some suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got? I got the BMF documentary, which... You know, oh yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I mean, it's I been mean, around. I mean, it's up there yeah, too. it's been around, okay. but you know, what I'm saying it's always uh-huh. good to break some uh-huh. shit down. Okay. So she had White Lotus on the list. That was that was on the list. Okay. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell on Netflix. Uh huh. So, so that could be. You saw it? No, I saw it when I was going through the Netflix shit, adding stuff to the queue. But I saw that in the thing. I ain't watch it yet. Okay. I think this is the second one. Ain't there, there was one on HBO too? I think I'm not I'm, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Murdoch, you know, on HBO, which is like the real life succession. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. I've watched, uh-huh. And then something called Spectre on Showtime. Okay. I don't know what oh. that is. I had to look that up. But you know, right, well, we we'll decide on which ones we're gonna do. Um, I I you you finished with White Lotus though. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, but dog, if you want to yeah. watch it. Mm-hmm. We'll take some time. We'll watch a few episodes. Whatever we could chop it up when the yeah. in uh like in retrospect. Yeah, no. But, my, um, my wife watching it, so you know. Okay, we well, yeah, should catch up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but definitely, I watched the BMF joint. You know what I'm saying? And then uh-huh. uh, I catch what up on, on White Lotus, White Lotus, White Lotus uh, Murdoch. Uh, okay. Just Lane Maxwell, which sounds like yeah. a one and done. So you know. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And you know, what I mean, those are easy to do. Okay. All right, and then. Yeah. All right, so shit, BMF for sure. I had that watched. 
<laughs> I bet, bet, bet. We'll yeah. check that. I'll jump into that. Yeah, so we, you know, you know, keep the keep the breakdowns going. I bet. Oh, you should. You got Apple TV or not? Nah? Yeah. Apple Plus. Yeah. Um, they get, you know, Apple Plus be coming with all kind of shit. I think I've had okay. it and not had it over. You know, what yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm I'm in the midst of a trial right now. So that's right. why I'm I, getting them shits off. The crazy part was like that yeah. first year, they gave you like a one year trial. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, damn. And I had two of them from like when you buy your phones, you mm-hmm. get a one year trial Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure where I stand with it. <laughs> mm. I saw that. Um, I saw that Will Smith. Oh, uh, yeah, that, slave yeah, movie, yeah, not a slave movie, John. Yo, you watch that. We'll double back on that because yeah, yeah, I would like to that. unpack yeah, that. Watch that. Yeah, I heard that man. was good. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. We'll Hold talk on. about it. Let me write that shit down. Emancipation. Emancipation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That nigga Will Smith like shit. I can't deny a slave movie now. Oh man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I done did the aliens. I done, you know what I'm saying? Play some legends, but shit. When you shout on, out when to you, you got to throw yeah. your alley oop in your hair, Mary nigga, slave movie or two. Yeah, we gonna talk about it. Shout out to my man Mark Norman. <laughs> a funny joke. He was like, uh, he said, yeah, Will Smith got a slave movie out. You know, he's. Probably gonna do well in it because you know he's used to all the backlash. Damn. <laughs> I said, damn. That shit is hilarious. I'm sorry. That shit is funny to damn. me. But anyway, uh I mean, speaking of that, you know what I'm saying? Well, if it was if it was a brother that said it, yeah. I get it. I now get man, I'm just that. saying I could hear his voice. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just no, heard no, that no. in his voice and that shit sound terrible, but you know, I get it. It's funny. It is what it is. And he started saying I'm I got some horrible shit to say. But <laughs> speaking of that horrible shit and backlash, the producer of the actual movie, he walking he has the actual photo. You know that a lot mm-hmm. of that's built around the guy, the man right. in the photo. Right. And you see his back and it's, yeah. yeah. Is it, what is it? Whip Peter or whip something. Hold on. Maybe, maybe. But um, he was on the red carpet and he like, he pulled it out like a, like a trading card. He was like, yeah, you know, I own the photo and this is the photo. I've had this for all this time and I, it's in my personal collection and I'll have it until I die. And then I'll donate it to a, um, you know, some type of museum so it could still be looked at. It was just something weird about that. Yeah. Like, it was just, you know what I mean? Like, ah, it ain't really all the way sit right that you yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Just got, you know, fucking horrific Peter. slave memorabilia just yeah. in your pocket on the red carpet and shit like that. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's based off of that whole story. Yeah, his name is Whipped Peter. So that's the name of the photo. Um mm-hmm. And I guess his, you know, the, the man's name is Peter, and they was just showing off all his lashes, which meant Peter was a bad motherfucker. He was talking shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> he, he was yeah, doing yeah. something, running away. He was, he was, he was acting a fool out there, just cutting yeah. up. Yeah, like nigga, what the fuck else you gonna do to me? I, I, I want to see some of the stories in um, the movie, but you know, um, I had came across this book. I forget where I got it from, but I got it on my bookshelf. The Bullwhip Days. It's just interesting mm-hmm. to read the slave narratives from the voice of people who were actually in it. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And you, just, you mm-hmm. know, you learn a lot, and you know what I'm saying? It kind of knock off some misconceptions about shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, you know, 
for some reason, I thought, you know, slaves, you know, you couldn't do shit. You just get up and slave. You know what I'm saying? Seven days a week. But mm-hmm. apparently, you know what I mean? They had they had juke joints and shit where you could, you know, you get a pass from your plantation and go to the party. And, you know what I'm saying? And you be partying mm-hmm. with, with slaves from other plantations and then you just can't get caught without a pass. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what the, the patty rollers, which is the police now, would be checking your pass. They was out there to check your pass. You know what I mean? If you ain't have your pass, then. But I'm like, damn, what if a nigga just take your pass and say you ain't have it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like a pass, that's very fragile. Like like when they be talking about freedom papers and shit, you got to carry your freedom papers. Like what happens if you lose your freedom papers, nigga? Got to protect that shit. You know what I'm saying? The consequences. Ain't like, it ain't like that shit in the cloud. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> NFT yeah. or no shit. That shit yeah. is like, nigga, you fuck around and get it wet. You in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, nah, shit, you know, I mean, stakes is high. You know what to do, dog. You know what I mean? Like, shit. It's like holding on to your passport overseas. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, oh, man. I mean, and it's, you know, as much as, you know, you get tired of, like, slave uh, movies and shit like that, there's still a whole lot of stories that really haven't been told. You know what I mean? And they're not all... I mean, they all are traumatic because, you know what I'm saying, you are in bondage, but it ain't all just whips, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they had to get through their daily life too, which had mm-hmm. nothing, which had a lot to do with the the plantation and the people, but it also had a lot to do with heart and family and, you know what I'm saying, and building makeshift families when your families are ripped apart by the whole thing, you know what I mean? And, mm. and you could start, you could see, like some of the same things that go on today, and and you know in your mind you could be like, damn, it could be rooted in that right there, cause shit, you know what I'm saying? It was like, like I think the juke joints, cause like for a long time I always was like, damn, why parties are always jumping on Sunday? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like Miami Sunday was a heavy party night, and then you I'm reading in the slave narratives and shit. That's when they got to go to the juke joint on Sunday. They got to go to church and then the juke joint if you got a pass. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, right. damn. That's interesting, but you know, I don't know. They oh, did they did a they did a number on us, man. They absolutely did. They definitely did a number. Um you know. <clears throat> it's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of that, like um you know, you said the was it Bullwhip Diaries, the Bullwhip Narrative? Bullwhip Days. The Bullwhip Days. There's a book that uh, I heard is real heavy. Uh, it's called Without Sanctuaries, like lynching photography in America. Oh, wow. And it just shows you, like, everybody was getting lynched. From, from, like, from child all the way to, to the elders. Like, and just, the, like, how brutal it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's crazy, man. It's like... <clears throat> It's such a, you know, it's, it's a wild, uh, I don't even say wild, I think that's diminishing it, like, it's a horrific past, right? It's a horrific past, and we, we forever should be mindful and grateful of where we came from, you Mm -hmm. know, like to, to know that, at least for us, as, as, Fucked up as it is, even to this day, 
probably never been a better time for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, it's a weird uh, balance, though, of, you know, this, the fatigue of the trauma of reflection and documentation and making movies and drawing from the past, but then the importance of it because at the same time, there's a whole movement to kind of, not even kind of, but to erase a lot of that, you Mm -hmm. know? And sadly, most people learn a lot of their history through film and TV, you know, as opposed to reading books and things of that nature. So, like, uh, it's as important as it is uh, exhausting, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you check out Emancipation. We'll double back and, and, and yeah, check yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, Drake almost got engaged 42 times. I don't know if you saw that shit. <laughs> I've seen the commentary. I didn't see the original. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the backstory. I just saw people talking about, you know, that would be a record. Da, da, da. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I ain't had the time he, to Google back. Yeah, I just came across it as I was scrolling through today. I seen he came out. He got like a, a diamond chain that's made of all just diamonds, solitaire diamonds or whatever, like these big ass what would be engagement rings, 42 Big ass diamonds that would be the forty two times that he thought about getting engaged, which is hilarious. <laughs> that shit is hilarious to me. He got forty two. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So that eighty four cold feet? You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is crazy. That he even thought that many times. He was like, "Yo, I think, I think this is the one." He that nigga. But uh, it's just such a that's just such a Drake ass stunt. Yeah, I forget what they, I, I, yeah, I forget what they call. I think they call it the engagement, the name of the chain. But this shit is silly as hell. Uh, it's a crazy know piece. Troll. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, it's a, that's a wild thing. But that shit was that shit made me laugh, man. That shit made me laugh. Yeah, Drake know how to get him going, man. You know, he probably he saw, he probably saw that shit like you know what. This what mm-hmm. we gonna, you know what I'm saying? They plot that bitch out and roll it out. Got a mean team. Yeah, yeah mean man. team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, Drake. Drake was in the A uh, last Friday. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was out here with Twenty One Savage, doing you know, popping up at at the, the little baby concert. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange because you know Drake, a big artist, he move around, he be in the A. You know, he's been in the A before and a lot, but it's just always um, an event when, when you know, that type of artist come to town. Mm-hmm. Because this town has so many of their own artists, you know what I'm saying? But Drake, you know, is still that nigga out there, you know what I'm saying? I know people like to make jokes and, you know what I'm saying, and and, and play with the 21, we just do something. Mm-hmm. Niggas still sell out shows, man. That nigga ain't fucking around. <laughs> At all, especially down there, he's a goodwill ambassador. You're right, you know, he played a heavy hand in a lot of those careers. Right, right. He, he almost like Gucci, but 
but not. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Gucci is the legendary Hall of Fame and our other A and mm-hmm. Memphis. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Memphis. So yeah. that people don't give him credit he deserves sometimes, man. But what's shit. Gucci's Memphis? Uh, shit, he had you? he had motherfucking Young Dolph sign. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, know he signed them. He oh, signed okay. Dolph, and then he went to jail. You know what I'm saying? When oh, he went to jail, then Dolph had you know had to go do his thing. You know what I mean? Got it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. so that's a that's a heavy hand in the Memphis scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, of course he you know had all pretty much all these other people that was that's out here was was riding with him, signed with him, or or he jumped on their feature first, put them on the mixtape first. You know, so Migos, all these cats. So, oh yeah, now I know about the Atlanta yeah, shit. I didn't yeah. know about the Memphis. I know, yeah. I know, I know. He got Pooh Shiesty too. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, that's Pooh Shiesty. Is all he the one sign Pooh Shiesty? Is Pooh Shiesty from Memphis? Yeah, I don't know why I thought Pooh Shiesty was from DC or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I get him. Maybe I get him confused with Shy Glizzy. I know uh, Shy Glizzy for sure is from DC, right. but uh, yeah, Pooh Shiesty didn't made they didn't. Name that whole fucking mask after him. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he got his own apparel. Right. Like and he's been, in, he was been in jail still riding. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, he's still in jail, huh? I don't know. Don't get me lying. Yeah, don't don't yeah. get me to lying and shit. But he, he was in jail. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what the internet is. I think he still is locked up. Check yeah. it out. Get the get the clarification. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, he he uh, he got pushed. Out. I think he got another Memphis artist right now. Um, okay. Uh, shit. But you know, speaking of that, you know what I'm saying. Dolph got an mm-hmm. album uh, album dropping. First one since he got killed, dropping on Friday. Mm. You know what I'm saying. I saw that announced today. I was I was I got pretty excited. You know what I'm saying because. Yeah. You know, they they used to put out so many records. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. then nigga putting out new records every few months. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always something new right? with them. You know what I'm saying? With Dolph, Key Glock, either he putting something, Key dropping something, they doing something together. They just keep that rotation going. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it fill up your, you know what I'm saying, your Memphis listening. You know what I mean? It's always, you know. Good beats, you know what I'm saying? The flow is, is consistent, so you know what to expect. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like you got these overdrawn out expectations of what it might be for mm-hmm. like for like them. You know that shit's going to be some dope-ass beats. You know, niggas talk about some getting some money. You know what I'm saying? Anything other than that is a bonus. But, you know what I'm saying, for your, your get money inspiration, they going to have it for you every single time. And... You know, I want to see what he was saying before he left because you know, you was expecting whatever he was gonna drop when you know when when he was here. Mm. So I'm excited for that. Key Glock just announced he going out on tour, so he probably got a couple of joints on there that's that's gonna go with it. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go. I heard a cool record with Key Glock and Amaretta. That was tough. I like Amaretta. She she get busy. She spit. Yeah. So that was a cool little record. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I listen out for the the young Dolph situation, man. Um 
posthumous albums is always uh, tough for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they, you know, it's just so unfortunate. And they, and to in my mind, they don't, you know, it's, it's very hard for them to kind of live up to, you know, the legacy of the artist. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to check it out. The, see what's good. The only, the only thing that fucks it up for me, you know what I'm saying? Especially with an artist like Dolph who so who crafted his own narrative and his own label and his, you know what I'm saying? And and utilized his own formula is that now it ain't gonna be his formula. You know what I'm saying? So you you question, you know what I'm saying? If you find if you hear something questionable, you like, ah, they done fucked up this man formula. Right. So you can't really you don't really know what to assess the, you know, you attribute the fuck up to. You know, mm-hmm. when when they hear, you know, okay, that man put this out. He's standing on what he put out. So, all right. But usually, if he if it sound off, okay, he must have meant to do that. You know. But when it's after the fact, it's like, you know, you don't know if the man had a whole heavy hand in what were you actually hearing, or did they just cobble right. it together? You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes it sounds like it. You know what right. I mean? It sounds like it. Or sometimes they they throw people on that are hot at the moment that right. they may not have been connected to. It's it's a tough one to do. And obviously, you want to build some capital for the family. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, I believe Young Dolph's situation is everything that he does, his family eats off of. Like, he owns all the rights to his shit, from what mm-hmm. I think I've read. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's the... You know, you understand the reason for it, but just sonically, hopefully it connects. Hopefully, it, it, you know, for the fans, mm-hmm. hopefully it's done well. I got a question. Um, in that vein, and this is just off the top of the head, uh, and I don't include Life After Death. I think the Biggie Posthumous album was um, Born Again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and maybe this is just in the same vein as Life After Death, so maybe it's not in the conversation. But the question is, is Machiavelli the best posthumous album that you could think of off the top of the head? I know it's a quick question. It's, you know, we'd have to really get into it, but off the top of the head, is I Machiavelli would say, I would say uh, Life, I mean, I would say Life After Death, but um, because... I, mean, I guess that's posthumous. Yeah, yeah it came is. out after he died, you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's called Life After Death. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess. And then they were they were pretty much finished with it when he got killed, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. he was promoting um, going back to Cali. Um, right. Hypnotized. It was promoting Hypnotized. And mm-hmm. then, um, like, with Machiavelli... You know that that one came out right. It obviously was finished because he was finishing shit so fast, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't it it didn't feel like they had any missteps in it. You know what I'm saying? Felt like they threw no shit on there that shouldn't have been there, like they did with the later ones. Um, but I think I would give Life After Death that edge because it had so many bangers on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? This shit was so sonically correct. Um, mm-hmm. Machiavelli was 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 dope too. Now don't get it fucked up. He had some shit on there, but I think uh, Biggie's would in my in my own opinion, Biggie's would edge it out. You know, what I'm saying narrowly, it was a double album. It had you know, what I'm saying it had a lot of shit on it. You know what I mean? 
I agree. I don't even think it's close. I agree. If we put in Biggie in that conversation, I agree. I will say this, though. And this is just off the top of the head that I, and I'd have to go back. But as far as, like, you know, sometimes when people use vocals, people passed or whatever, whatever, something, honorable mention, and they're not all, everybody's not dead, but um, the way that they treated the Fife vocals on the last Tribe Called Quest album mm-hmm. was really dope. Like, it it sounded like of the moment. Like it sounded, the energy was there. Like it didn't, it didn't, it came across well. And I got to go back and listen to it again. But like, I remember in the moment, it, it it just flowed well. Like it didn't have me being like, damn, I wish Fife was like, when Fife was on, when he was on the song, he, he felt like alive. You know right. what I'm saying? Like he felt like he was there. And so, and I think okay. that could be attributed to the fact that somebody like Fife, mm-hmm. similar to what I said about Dolph, he was consistent with his flow. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of different shit. You know what I'm saying? He had a flow. He rode the beat a certain kind of way. He had a certain right. wit, a certain humor, and all of his shit across the board consistently. So, you know, if he laid the verse, he probably laid it in the same way he always laid it, which made it feel, it, you know, it, when you do shit like that, it's like, it, it feels timeless because nobody else could really copy it once you lock in to something consistently. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's kind of like like Jay has a consistent flow that nobody has been able to really duplicate. You know what I'm saying? Because not only was it a certain kind of cadence, whatever, it was his wordplay. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to duplicate. Just like Biggie, his wordplay is hard to duplicate. So his style is everlasting because nobody has been able to copy it and, and wear it out. You know what I'm saying? Pac, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Fife, Big, you know, you know, uh, shit like that. That's, you know, I feel that's probably why it felt this kind of the, the same type of energy because, mm-hmm. as they would say, you know, Fife kept that same energy on <laughs> every record. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't matter if, if – uh, you know, Buster Rhymes was on that bitch you know, next right. to him. He Fife gonna come and do Fife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's consistent. Yeah, consistent. And you expected it from him. You ain't expecting him to do nothing else. Yeah. Lastly, right. while we talking about rappers that passed, rest in peace to Granddaddy IU. He just passed away. And, uh, man. Yeah, man. I fucked. What, what was his song? Something new. Remember that shit? From the granddaddy. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hard. I can't I can't sing it high, you know what I mean? But that was that shit. That beat was fire. I, I appreciate yeah. the effort though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't I ain't all the way commit. I should have at least commit for even for what it was, you know what I mean? But yeah, rest in peace to that man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Y'all go and, and stream something new. That's on the, uh, what album was that on? That was on the first. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what? It's crazy. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Because Poison Clan had a song with the same beat on their first uh-huh. album. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. it was, you know what I'm saying? It was JT Money uh-huh. and Debonair as the Poison right. Clan. They, they had mm-hmm. a, um, they had a song off of that, and yeah. it was it was it was like a, a 
it was a hit where we from. Everything they did was a hit where we from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah, he had a fly little flow. Like his 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 vibe was, he was in the pocket. He was right. one of them that had a dope little flow that was in the pocket. Something new was was a fire record. That's back in the days when, and I don't want to uh, misrepresent the the singer on the hook, but that was in the era of women singing the hook that was just from around the way. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, and right. I maybe it might have been Mary. I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> for sure. So I don't want right. to all the way put my foot in my mouth. But there used to be a a sonic sensibility of mm. some of these, you know what I mean? Takitha or right. Chinky. And you right. know what I'm saying? Like these these women that would hit them vocals and you'd be like, ooh, shit's it, them shits would hit the spot. But um mm-hmm. it was almost <laughs> like the vocal equivalent of a session player. Right. But yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I definitely couldn't hit those notes. So, but y'all understand. And when y'all listen to it, you're going to feel the soul. No doubt. Yeah. Shout out, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Granddaddy IU. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that yeah. Poison Clan song uh, was called Bitch That I Hate. It was their first single. I mean, it mm. might have been the second single, first or second single off of their first album, Two Low, Two Low Life Motherfuckers. Yeah, they setting the tone, huh? They got, they got a point of view. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had a point of view. They yeah, were not they on the fence. The yeah. ghetto popes of fucking Miami and shit. But um, JJT man, he almost made it over the hump into the night. You know what I'm saying? Into the national view when he had that song "Who That" with Dallas Austin. Mm. Who that? Who that? You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah, a song that. that you know went the yeah. number one on the rap charts. Um, yeah. before you know what I'm saying, he kind of faded out, but from the national national scene but you know the nigga always had he had that point of view that the street niggas loved in the south he was the one who kind of was the predecessor to to that down south type of vibe the way you spitting but you spitting real street shit like he was he opened the door for trick daddy you know what i'm saying Rick Ross, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. the he was the you know they only let one nigga have it at a time, and he was that nigga for a long time before Trick Daddy came in. So I think they first album dropped ninety eighty nine ninety. Trick mm. Trick Daddy probably hit like ninety nine. So until then, it was JT all the way to the point mm. where I seen you know when you know Fat Joe said that thing where he discovered Trick Daddy and and. Mm-hmm. and so that led to a whole lot of Miami. We say he got him signed. He but got him signed. Right, 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 right. So, so um, that led to a lot of um Miami conversation in my inbox, and I believe it, yeah. and then somebody sent me this thing where, where um, JT money, not JT money, but Jay Z ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one, and they had mm-hmm. Ice Cube telling the story like how brother Marquise from Two Live Crew brought that to him. You know what I'm saying? A few years before that, I mean, many years before that, like 11 years before that. Um, and Ice T had the song 99 Problems, but a bitch ain't one. Well, it's called mm-hmm. 99 Problems. But then I was like, well, shit, all y'all niggas stole it from JT. You know what I'm saying? Because he had it in the song two, three years before Ice T. You wow. know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to get, don't leave that man out the conversation if we're going to have it, Ice T. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And yeah, but to to that effect, we talking about big, you know what I'm saying? I did I saw another interview, and I might have said it on here before, where Big was interviewing with Luke on um you know his show Peep Show. And mm-hmm. 
and he was saying how JT Money was one of his favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then when I go back to Ready to Die, I can hear mm-hmm. that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can hear that shit because Big adopted the same POV as far as who he was, as far as like, you know, robbing the train, you know what I'm saying, selling rocks mm-hmm. in front of, you know what I'm saying, front of the building to feed my daughter. Like he adopted that same um POV as a street person that mm-hmm. that JT and them had on two low life motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Except for he in on that first album, he also transitioned to being, you know what I'm saying, a celebrity. That's when but he didn't become like a big time drug dealer on his record. He became a big time rapper. You know what I'm saying? It was all a dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Whoever thought hip hop would take us this far. Um but where he started robbing and 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 selling rocks and all that shit, a lot mm-hmm. you could hear that POV that was the same that JT Money had, which was which is interesting. You can prove it if you had mm-hmm. to prove it in the court of law. You might not be able to prove it, but mm-hmm. I could hear it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, Big had a real eclectic taste in rappers. Mm-hmm. You could tell, and obviously, like I'm not as connected to a lot of the new rappers. I like there's few that I like, but like, um, I think maybe even because. The uh, landscape was a lot smaller back then, but mm-hmm. like uh, Big particularly was a fan. You could tell he was a fan first, mm-hmm. and then he got into it. And he was he seemed to be very like uh, open and like showing love to the people that he fucked with, even people that may not have been on the radar. Like he was one of them cats that seemed very expansive, especially being somebody from New York listening to people from all over early on when, you know, that wasn't really the norm. That was like you had to really be ahead if you were up on people from different regions and shit like that because you would have to seek it out. And right. he was he was definitely known for that, and he would big up a lot of, you know, uh, cats that are not always commonly heralded. So that's that's fire. I'm going to say some other shit. Speaking of Fat Joe, it's funny that this whole, um, I guess, little controversy or whatever, or a little mix-up has come up. Because <laughs> in the same time, one of the things that I did in my he- in my healing journey, uh, I went to the uh, <laughs> I went to the library, and I definitely took out the book of Jose. So I'm in the middle of um, reading the Fat Joe memoir. And the shit is good. The shit is, I mean, this thing is, you know, his storytelling is bananas. It's a whole lot of crazy shit like that, whatever, whatever. You know, that is a little bit of scrutiny to it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, fu- I fuck with Joe as a storyteller anyway. He's definitely a figure. And, uh, but so far, I mean, his shit is a movie and he ain't even signed, he ain't even made his first record yet. The shit that he's talking about in this shit <laughs> is crazy. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. First of all, I want to salute you for being an avid library goer in 2022. Oh, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Still exercising your your right to a, a free read out here in the world. You know, you know what I mean? Secondly, I'm going to shout out Fat Joe, you know what I'm saying? Because he was probably the first New York rapper who really fucked with Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. that nigga was there all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, 
he uh it was this it was uh it was this guy DJ Raw who was like from Zulu Nation, like the Puerto Rican uh chapter of Zulu Nation, probably the Bronx or something. And had moved to Miami, Wynwood. When Wynwood was kind of like Washington Heights in Miami, it was mm-hmm. like Puerto Rican and black, you know. Um, before all the art shit, it was just a Puerto Rican and black hood, where DJ Raw had assembled a group of rappers and built this makeshift studio, and um, he would come to the car wash where I'm at, where I, where we used to work up at. Sometimes my my, my homeboy cousin owned this car wash. DJ Raw would come all the time. And he, Fat Joe would be with him a lot of the time. Like, damn, this nigga Fat Joe is just out in the hood. Like, this shit is in the hood. It's in Liberty City on 54th Street. And it was like, Fat Joe is just chilling. He comfortable. He with DJ Raw. They they Puerto Rican and just there. You know what I'm saying? So he played a significant role in, you know what I'm saying, communicating the Miami scene to New York people. So I would give him that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know what the politics was on him helping Trick Daddy because Trick Daddy seemed to come and refute it, you know what I'm saying, in his stories, of course, you know. Mm. Of course, you know what I'm saying, his first record out of jail was with Luke, you know, and um, Scar, you know, Santa Claus coming, mm. Trick coming, you know what I'm saying. That was his right. first record, you know. So he was like, shit, ain't nobody had to take me to Luke because, goddamn, I went to the pack jam and never left. <laughs> I moved to the nigga house, you know what I mean. So... You know, shout out to Fat Joe though, cause he he always you know respected the scene in Miami and 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 spent spent a lot of time in that city in the early nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like early yeah. on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like ninety, yeah. like nineteen ninety, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you could tell he's he's aging in a in a way where like not a griot, but you know how. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain terms of phrases that people say or touch on as they get older, and they just, you know, they've lived a lot of life. So, like, to that point, well, one, with the Trick Daddy thing, he was like, Trick might not even know. He was like, I didn't discover him. He said, I just, I took his tape to Craig Cowman and said, yo, you should sign this cat. Mm-hmm. Craig Cowman was like, we signed the cat you talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then same thing with um, Pitbull, right? Now, but the other thing was, <laughs> to that point about him being in Miami, he was like, it just sounds like such a like a, a older head. He was like, you know, I've been in Miami 20, maybe 30 years, and I've never had not one argument, not one disagreement while I've been down here. <laughs> never in my life. And it just sounds like a nigga that's lived a whole lot of life. Never in my life have I had a disagreement. You know, and I, I wanna I wanna I would love to talk to Luke about this. You know, I tried to get into, I tried to comment. I'm restricted from commenting, but I would love to have the conversation. You know what I mean? But uh, it's just interesting, man. Uh, yeah, but, you know, shout out to all of the legends. You know, Luke, Fat Joe, Trick. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's been doing this shit for a while. Pitbull, mm-hmm. all them people, man. It's something to, it's something to, that's a, that's a fucking accomplishment in itself to still be relevant this many years later from your debut, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, shit. <laughs> you already know what that shit means. <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, any, 
Anything else you want to talk about, or uh, how you man, feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm, we good, you know what I'm saying? All right, you could, shit. you could, you could call it. <laughs> there it is. Well, look, yo, it's all. It's been a pleasure chopping it up with you as always. You know what I'm saying? Another Wednesday in the books. Uh, shit. Uh, till next week. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy to get in the conversation. Yeah.